Okay, well, uh, welcome everybody back to the Mastering Risk Management podcast. Uh, I'm Anthony Wilson, and today uh, we have another fantastic guest. We've been blessed with uh, with guests uh, for the program so far, and today we have Kevin Bates, who is the uh, Group Head of Risk and Insurance for Lendlease Corporation. So I'll tell you a little bit about Kevin before we uh, we say hello. So uh, Kevin joined Lendlease in 2004 and was appointed to his current role as Group Head of Risk and Insurance in March 2014. Uh, Prior to his current appointment, Kevin spent six years as the Head of Risk and Compliance for the Retail and Communities business with Lendlease in Australia, followed by the Head of Risk and Compliance uh, for the Asia region of Lendlease, a role which Kevin held from 2010 uh, to March 2014. Kevin joined Lendlease after a number of years practising as a corporate finance lawyer with a top-tier international firm in London, acting on a variety of high-profile international market-leading transactions. Kevin is the President of the Australian Chapter of the Risk and Insurance Management Society, or RIMS, and sits on the board of a number of captives. In addition, Kevin is a sitting member on the Global Advisory Board for three of the largest global insurers and risk management organisations. Uh, Kevin holds a Bachelor of Laws with Honours, uh, a Diploma of Legal Practice and a Master's in Law and Arbitration. So that's Kevin. Kevin, welcome along. Thank you very much indeed. Appreciate it. So, uh, out of law. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so uh, I guess the normal uh, first question I ask Kevin is, uh, how did you get into risk management? So that might be a good place to start and explore the transition from law into, into risk. Mm. So, well, obviously, the, 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 legal, the legal side of life is... is very interconnected with risk, as you know yourself, and um, no disrespect to any lawyers out there, but uh, it's it's a bit dull, um, and and I just found I'd spent almost a decade between um, working in Edinburgh and then in London as a lawyer, uh, and doing great deals, really rich in quality, high value transactions, very complex, but then you realise the contracts that were in front of you were really no different project to project, yeah, and and I got a real thrill out of going out there and seeing either what had been built or what had been done or what had been achieved out of it. And when you look at it in that context, you realise that sitting down just doing the documents is one very small area of a much larger body of work that I was really excited by and interested in. Yep. And um, yeah, it was during a, a particular negotiation, a comment was made to me that you're, you'd be a better risk manager than you are a lawyer. Now, <laughs> maybe, maybe it means I'm a bad lawyer, but, um, but I, I took that to heart and an opportunity um, arose with, with Len Lease and I... Yep. I grabbed it with with both hands. Yeah, and um, yeah, I started with Lendlease. Yeah, from a long time ago now. Yeah. Um, in London. Yep. And and then was was given an opportunity down here in Australia to work under David Hutton, who uh, yeah. was yeah. our he's currently our global head of development. He's based up in Singapore now, but he was the chief executive officer of the retail and communities business. Right. So I started under David as a uh, as a risk manager and grew from there. And, I guess one of the things you, you pick up through through the, the the confidence I guess that you get from being involved in the legal side of things yeah. is just keep putting your hand up. Keep yeah. being curious, keep asking questions. Yeah. And yeah, just kept finding myself in good situations and appropriate opportunities kept arising. Fantastic. So, which has taken me around the world with Lenlis. Yeah, I'm yeah. Very, very happy with that. Yeah. You know, well you're only just back off a plane from I am, from the US, so uh, <laughs> it is our renewal time, so <laughs> Yes, it's that time of year, it absolutely. Is, it is. Um is there, and it might, might be a, a silly question, but is there a, a formal or um, component of the law degree that is around risk no. as a specialty or not? Not in the... So I did my law degree in Scotland yep. and converted for, for England and Wales when I was down there. 
but um, there isn't within the law degree itself a risk management component. However, in the Diploma of Legal Practice, yeah. which in Scotland you're required to do if you want to practice law, yeah. there is a risk management component. Oh, ah, excellent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good to hear. No, it, it just it piqued the interest. Yes. Evidently, I ran my legal career with a one eye very much firmly on risk management. So. Yeah. Happy with that. Oh, I think we're very lucky. I think we yeah. work in one of the most fantastic uh, professions around. So, we do. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Um, so, you've had quite a while with Lendlease, yeah. and it's taken you all over the world, as you've said. So, what's what's, uh, I guess, the most challenging um, situation you've had to deal with, and without without giving away the the, the state secrets, but yeah. the most challenging situation. And then on on the flip side, what's the most rewarding part, or the bit that you enjoy the most out of the role? Okay. I think there's a strong argument to say they're one and the same. Yep. That is in the, the most challenging is the most rewarding. Yep. And, and I say that, I'll, I'll use an example of the one that I find the most challenging, most perplexing and most rewarding when you get it right, is culture. Mm. Now, I say that both from a risk culture and uh, a geographical culture um, view. There's a, a really strong argument to say that every single time a new person joins the team, you have a new team. Mm, mm. If you can think about the different personality that someone brings into a team dynamic, yep. you might have a team that seems quite well established. There's an informal hierarchy within it where people kind of have a view of their patch and so on and so forth. Yep. You bring in someone new to that who might tread on toes and so on and so forth. The dynamic is completely disrupted. Yes. Therefore, you have a new team. Yep. So think about that on a global scale of an organization, mm. which is a living, breathing beast. Yep. We are as good as our employees. Yep. So from a risk management perspective, the culture is is critical. Yeah. And and as you know, I mean it's the, that fine balance of the sort of the mechanisms and the behaviours that, that really are the heartbeat of the culture, the risk culture of an organization. Absolutely. And and the really even simple and basic example of um, a mechanism you have, it might be the robust policies and procedures. However, the behavioural aspect of a new person neither knowing, understanding or caring about them is enough to bring that culture crumbling down. Thunder, yeah. So you have that from both a, a geographical as well as a risk perspective and, and you find that the way that you have to communicate or the way that you have to um, almost live and breathe within a culture to understand what makes them tick because it's not just horses for courses. Mm. So I say the biggest challenge and the the... Yeah, the, the biggest challenge definitely, and the, the part that I'm most excited by getting right is yes. definitely around culture, yeah. both risk culture and organisational culture, because I think they are inexorably linked. Yeah, just for those that maybe don't know enough about Lendlease, just yeah. some of the vital statistics. So, how many people, which countries, or how many countries, those sort of things. So we don't measure it in countries any longer. Right. Okay. Not. So Lendlease was in 39 countries right. um, up until maybe half a dozen or so years ago. Right. And, and Lendlease, we, we are in three very simple um, sectors, if you like. We are construction, we are investment, and we are development. Right. So, and, and we play at our best when it is an integrated um, urban regeneration project, for example, such as Barangaroo. Yep. You can put them all together yep. as one. From my perspective, that works like a charm because it means that the risk management process is end-to-end. Yeah. You get to own all of the risk. Yes. Um, and that's where we're particularly strong. We enjoy that. Yeah. So um, that's, in a nutshell, what we do and how we do it. Um, employee strength-wise, we are about 14,000 or thereby. Um, we are in the US, um, and we're, we're, our HQ in the US is New York, but we're also in, in Boston, Chicago, 
San Francisco and LA. Right. Um, in Europe, we're HQ'd out of London, yep. and we're simply in London and in Milan um, yep. right now, although we're looking at Rome also. Right. Um, for uh, Australia, we're obviously, this is our home office, yes. this is our home market, and we're yeah. HQ'd out of Sydney, and for Asia, we're HQ'd out of Singapore, okay. and we're between Singapore, Malaysia, China, and Japan. Right. Okay. So we look, we typically look at it as cities, gateway cities. That's what we're looking at. Right. So, and and just from a, a risk function, mm-hmm. um, how does that look across that diversity of operations and those locations? So how does how is the risk function structured? So we have a a, a central team, a, yep. a global team, yep. which sits right here in Sydney. Yeah. And there's only a couple of us. Yeah. Um, we're responsible for setting. Um, the framework and, and therefore the cadence um, with which it operates. Yeah. Within each region, there is a regional risk and insurance team that right. sits across. Right. Um, those directly report into me, and yeah. the idea behind that is, of course, such that there is this repetition of best practice around the world. Yeah. But the simple truth is, the business owns the risk. Yeah. It's their PL, it's not mine. Yep. So, of course, those regional teams have to report within region also, yep. and they've got to feel the ownership that, that goes alongside Good. that. Good. Yeah, no, that's a great setup. And you mentioned um, uh, when you came in that um, you just been around selling the risk around <laughs> around the world, and that's a, a key function. Yes. Um, do Do you think all organisations get that? Is that uh, I, I don't always see that as a good as people doing that good practice of, you know, taking your risk out to the market and actually selling it, you know, to insurers. Um, I wouldn't want to. We wouldn't want to comment on on what others are doing, sure. but um, I think. Those who are doing it well are doing it, and mm. you'll have seen that from your experience, mm. you know that. And it's it's about relationship we're in, and very, very thankful that, that my global leadership team here, they, they understand what I do, they, we as a team do, mm. they believe in it, yeah. um, and, and therefore they get the value in what we do. I certainly know that the carriers and partners that we sit down with, they, they are deeply grateful that we, yeah. we come over, we spend the time, because they want to know not only what's in the pipeline, therefore what extra business can we get out of this, yeah. they're very keen to know and, and look at you in the points of the eyes and say, do I trust you and do I believe you? Yeah, Because yeah. when it comes to claims, and inevitably there are claims, they need to know that this is a one-off, it's, it's a fortuitous event, and goodness me, let's hope that doesn't happen again. Tell me about the practices you put in place, what are the lessons you've learned such that it doesn't happen again? Yeah. And they like to eyeball you. Yeah. They like to see what's going on in, inside you. Yeah. So we're very fortunate with that, and like I say, my, my boss certainly is, is incredibly supportive. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I think uh, the listeners, I think, would be very keen to hear what, what would you be your guidance for um, a successful risk management career? What are your you know, three top tips, as it were? There's... I could tell you what one of my first bosses said. I won't say whether we're first, second or third boss because then that person will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, and I'm not entirely sure this, this still translate given just how dynamic the world is moving. Yes. But this particular boss, again, I'll stay gender specific also, yep. um, said to me, if you ever come into my office and say, that will do, you can fire it on, fire it on the spot uh-huh. because that will do is not good enough. Yep. People, people are relying on you for an expertise. They're relying on you to bring value add they're not relying on you to put something that's half-baked that you just go that'll do so I wouldn't necessarily say that still holds true but my team members will tell you that I have an eye for detail and it's probably because of what this particular 
manager instilled in me, yeah. which was I, I don't like that will do as yeah. an option. Yeah. Um, it really doesn't work for me. But if you look at three tips that you'd give to, to risk managers nowadays, I think you, you've got to be authentic. You have to be. It yeah. doesn't work otherwise. Yeah. That's definitely one. Um, never ever compromise your integrity. Yeah. Because we're in a role where that is absolutely Paramount, critical. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And as soon as you do that once, and that's the only time you'll ever do it. Mm. It's that simple. You've, mm. just, you've just lost yourself. Yep. And the, the third and final thing, I guess you would say, is um, you've got to ask yourself sometimes, do I want to be liked or do I want to be respected? Yeah. And if you're ever having a struggle, morally or otherwise, just ask yourself the question, if it's all about being liked, you're in the wrong profession. Yeah. Sometimes we have to deliver bad news, yep. but sometimes we have to do that in a way that is a, but let me help you solve the problem. Yeah, it's not about just being mates with everyone. Yeah, so yeah, that's probably what I'd offer up. Excellent. No, they're they're really good tips, um, and I guess um, you've you've got a, not only your own role and your own team to sort of um, judge these things, but uh, you're also the president of the RIMS Australasia mm. chapter. So um, the next question probably draws on both those roles, but but. How do we attract, or are we doing enough to attract young people into the profession? Is there enough going on to you and I know risk is exciting, mm. but but are we doing enough to you know keep keep that talent pipeline going into the profession? I don't think we are, um, and and it's quite interesting because I was sort of kicking around uh, as we obviously do most of the year, especially when it's it's board week and it is for us just now, which yeah. is what's keeping me awake at night. And one yeah. of the things I actually have um, that does keep me awake at night is talent and we're in we're in a, a space everyone likes talking about risk but no one or sorry those who are not risk professionals talk about it in a way that's almost um, and as soon as the conversation's finished they kind of just drop it and walk away mm. so they like the, the the ability to discuss risk but then not the requirement to do anything with it once they've discussed it yeah and some people see that as quite sexy. I know the lingo, I can talk about it, and therefore all very good. Yeah. Um, but do we have enough coming through that actually want to roll their sleeves up, get involved, get into the business, understand what it's all about? No. Um, is, it, is it related to the fact that financially it's not seen as, as rewarding as investment banking, for example? Very possibly. Mm. Um, how many organisations are still doing uh, graduate programmes? For example, I know mm. that certainly uh, a number of the brokers used to do yeah. uh, graduate programs. Some of them don't do it any longer. Yeah. And one of the reasons was, in fact, or as I understand it from rhetoric, that um, you just lose your best talent. You train them up, you spend a lot of investment in them, and then you lose them. Yeah. So um, are we doing enough to, to retain them? No. Um, as an organization, we, we are trying our best. We have an excellent graduate program. I yeah. actually have a graduate in my team. Okay. Um, she's sitting upstairs right now, and, and she's incredibly high caliber and and the number of CVs that came through for that role within the team I would have loved to have hired more oh really there's there a lot of a lot of quality out there and two of the the people who were unsuccessful um, were, were in touch with me recently just saying you know I have another role here's what I'm looking at now and unsurprisingly they're in they're in banking yeah or in fund management yeah so it's Money has a lot to do with it. It's not. It's not renowned for being a high-paying industry, sadly. No, no. And I, and I suppose that's the challenge: is to, to fish where the fish are, as they say, and, exactly and try right. and find, 
you know, those places. And, and um, even, even uh, you know, the big four tend to do a lot of recruitment at university right. level and get them into the graduate program early. So, right. yeah, it is a challenge for, mm. for risk. Very much so. Um, and from a RIMS perspective yeah. as well, the, the challenges facing the industry, what are the things that, that the RIMS board thinks about and, and thinks about, well, you know, how do we again make this attractive so the people thing is one issue I suppose but um, what, what, what are the challenges for risk management generally or the risk profession generally um, from a RIMS perspective? Well RIMS perspective I mean it's about it's bringing obviously the, the risk management profession together it's about mm. um, adding that additional value that you get from being around that peer group that mm. group of professionals and, and we, we do a lot of thought leadership on this, as you'd expect. Yeah. Um, we, the roundtables that we've been running around Australia and New Zealand, and our, um, the New Zealand side of, our, of the Australasian um, rooms chapter is, is enormous. And right. Magnificent leadership with um, Kerry Backrass and Kate Beddow. Right. And they're doing a magnificent job. But it's about getting everyone together, having those conversations, and, and almost putting together that level of thought leadership of well, what's keeping all of us awake at night, what's yeah. evolving faster than we can cope. Yeah. And we're seeing that, uh, obviously, with anything that's technology-related right mm. now. Mm. The fact that we still call cyber risk an emerging technology, I find yeah, it yeah. astonishing. Yeah. Yet it is, because it's it's this um, amorphous beast that continues to change. Yes. And it's it's like drug testing in athletics. You can only test for that which you know about, and therefore new things are coming online all the time. So yeah. how do you yeah. how do you cope with that? Um, and it's about putting those those brains together and actually coming up with a few things. Yeah. And we've got a number of our foundation sponsors who are, are very keen to work with RIMS on putting together some white papers and, yeah, cool. and actually get out there and, and actually start some lobbying, start getting yeah, the cool. risk management profession up there. So it's very exciting times. We're yeah. particularly, particularly happy with how it's going. Yeah. And, and do you think the um, qualifications for risk managers are up there and, and held in high esteem? Are they... Are they things that people aspire to get? Uh, you know, is there is there enough of that formality around these qualifications? I don't think so. I know that there's there's obviously a number of formal qualifications you can do. Yeah. Rooms have actually got the CRMP. Yeah. Which um, you can you can actually do it now in Australia. Right. Um, there will be something on it at the at the forum oh, the this month, which yep. will be which will be particularly good. But is there enough out there? No. Yeah. Um, is it seen as again people coming out of school? What's the draw card to take mm. the internet? Mm. And and there isn't. You don't see um, too many risk professionals being the the pinup. People love Steve Jobs, and he was yes. the ultimate risk taker yes. as it goes. Yes. But um, but similarly, it's the and here's the degree he didn't do. Yes. You know, it was nothing like it. It's, yes. How do you find a role model almost such that people want to emulate and see that as something positive? Yeah. Therefore, which university or college or is there? You know, distance learning you can do to achieve it. The answer is yes. There's all of those things. Yeah. How do we get that message out there again? Yeah. So I know that RIMS in the US, for example, they partner with a number of universities through the CRMP program. We're looking at doing exactly the same. Uh, good. Here we've reached out to a couple of them to find out how we can we can get embedded within them. Yeah. So watch this space, I guess. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's that's reassuring to hear because I think it's a it's it's a gap. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Um, so you mentioned the RIS forum. Mm. So. Rims Forum, uh, Risk Forum 2017 yes, next week. So it it's, it's it's rushing up on us at a great rate of knots. Um, what are the highlights? What are the things that are coming up that you might you might uh, steer us in the right direction to go and have a look at? And well, obviously your session will be a highlight for us. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. Look, it's it's 
it will be fantastic. I think this is the best the best lineup that we've put together. The the, the caliber of the when we did a, a call for for interest, who was interested in putting together um, uh, either a, a speaking session or a breakout session and the like. Um, we were inundated with just the highest caliber oh, um, material coming through, and not too much of it. There was a couple, but but largely it wasn't passe. It's been done before, seen before. No, no, it was new. It was exciting. That's so as you as you look through the the agenda, it's spectacular. And first, yeah. I have, for example, Michael Pasco, who's going to yes. facilitate the whole yeah. the whole event. That's spectacular. Delighted yes. with that. Yeah. Um, a CEO forum. You know, which is it's going to have five CEOs sitting up there yep. with John Donnelly from Marsh, yep. actually running that and, and drawing out the questions, and and the audience will have the opportunity via um, an app that we're we're going to run to be asking questions directly ah, of that, that bank of CEOs. Yeah. Um, a lot on data. Yep. So, a uh, lady from from Control Risks, Alana, she's going to be running. Um, a, how do you make better decisions with data? And some of the the material that you know when I chatted with her about it I was blown away by yeah. I was, and I'm sure she's an actuary to trade or something like that she's an incredibly <laughs> intelligent lady but um, things such as that really do do whet the appetite Yeah. but um, one that I'm really excited by um, in addition to your own of course <laughs> is um, a session on, on crisis management which is um, how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman right. that's what it's titled as right. it's about the psychology of crisis management Yes. Um, the, the, the gentleman who's running that Gavin Freeman um, he's, he's business Olympian, as he's, he's known. He's a psychologist for Olympic teams, and he right. he's been the psychologist for um, two of the Australian Olympic teams. I think one was a Winter Olympic, and one might have been a Paralympic right. team. But he, he has his business. He runs crisis management sessions, and during those sessions, he's actually analysing the responses that people have, and therefore, what does what is, behaviourally, what are you doing? How does that impact the mood within the room, the decisions that come out? Right. Will people go into an escapist mode because yeah. you seem angry? Or yeah. how does it work? So his session on that, I, I love things like that. Yeah, it's yeah. particularly good. And sadly, the, the environment we're in at the moment where crisis management is something we've all got to be incredibly sharp on, yes. I think you'll find that to be a well-attended and, and, and worthwhile that, session. That, that'll be fantastic. It's um, not too late to get tickets, I it, presume. It is not. No, no. Nope. Um, we're, we're a week out and... Uh, there are still a few left that will be very well attended, but um, we certainly certainly enjoy those who are interested to get online and, and buy themselves some tickets. Excellent. Well, I'll, I'll give the uh, listeners the uh, the address. It's um, www.rims.org uh, slash riskforum slash Australasia17. So um, if you didn't get all of that, just go to www.rims.org. You'll see it there. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be a great session, um, as uh, as Kevin's mentioned. It, there's some some great speakers there, myself excluded. <laughs> <laughs> and, and anyone should feel free to message me through LinkedIn also if they didn't catch that or they they'd like to connect, and I'll certainly flick them the details as well. Of course, fantastic, excellent. All right, well, Kevin, um, thank you very much. I think um, it's been fantastic for you to spend some time with us today. Um, it'll be great to catch up with you again next week at the uh, at the forum, and uh, potentially uh, we might do another catch up and do a debrief at some stage about uh, about the forum and uh, all things RIM. So, um, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, my pleasure. Very um, much enjoyed that. And uh, to the listeners, thank you very much again for tuning in. Um, 
uh, as I said, uh, we'll endeavour to get CROs, the heads of risk, mm-hmm. those people that are active and practising in risk management out in the in the big wide world uh, onto the program. As always, if you think of questions or if you think of people that you'd like to talk to or, or hear me talk to, more importantly, um, please let me know. Uh, my email address is anthonyw at proximityriskassurance.com.au. Uh, and uh, you can get to me on the website as well, www.proximityriskassurance.com.au. So thank you again for your time, and uh, we'll be back again uh, with the next episode soon. Thank you very much.